Today's reading is taken from the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 4, 11 to 12, 19 to 31. At that time, it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a hot wind comes from me out of the bare heights in the desert toward the daughter of my people, not to win out or cleanse, a wind too strong for that. Now it is I who speak in judgment against them. My anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. Oh, the walls of my heart, my heart is beating wildly. I cannot keep silent, for I hear the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Disaster overtakes disaster. The whole land is laid waste. Suddenly my tents are destroyed, my curtains in a moment. How long must I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil, but do not know how to do good. I looked on the earth, and it was complete chaos, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and they were quaking, and all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and there was no one at all, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and the fruitful desert, the fruitful land was like a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins. Before the Lord, before his fierce anger, for thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be desolate, yet I will not make a full end. Because of this, the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above grow black. For I have spoken, I have purposed, I have not relented, nor will I turn back. At the noise of horsemen and archer, every town takes to flight. They eat thickets, they climb among rocks, all the towns are forsaken, and no one lives in them. And you, O desolate one, what do you mean that you dress in crimson, that you deck yourself with ornaments of gold, that you enlarge your eyes with paint? In vain, you beautiful, you beautify yourself. Your lovers despise you. They seek your life. For I heard a cry as a woman in labor, anguished as one of bringing forth her first child. The cry of daughter Zion, gasping for breath, stretching out her hands. Woe is me, I am fainting before kill killers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. It's great to see you all this morning on this rainy day. Today is the third Sunday of our sermon series, Caring for Creation. As I prepare the message for this Sunday, my heart grew heavy while reading through the book of Jeremiah. As I moved from chapter to chapter, I found the language Jeremiah used to be harsh. And to be honest, the, the book of Jeremiah is not enjoyable read at all. 
It highlights the wrongdoings of Israelites and depicts God's anger towards his wicked people and foretells God's judgment in the form of a disaster for the nation. I wasn't even tempted to change the scripture reading to discuss this topic, caring for creation. However, upon further reflection, I realized that there must be a reason why the early fathers included this book in the Bible. Actually, the book of Jeremiah portrays a critical period in the history of southern kingdom of Judah. Leading up to its fall, Jeremiah, as a prophet, had to prophesy to the people of Judah, including the king, kings, and religious leaders about the God's plan for the southern kingdom due to their wrongdoings. In chapter 21, Jeremiah warned them that their nation would be handed over to Babylon and advised them to surrender and repent to minimize the loss of life and destruction. Unfortunately, the people of Judah did not hear what the Jeremiah said. Instead, they viewed him as a false prophet and they attempted to kill and even put him in prison. King Zedekiah, the last king of Judah, also did not accept Jeremiah's advice to surrender because he feared the Jews and their mistreatment of him more than he feared our Lord. Again, the king chose the evil, being selfish, instead of choosing the good, caring for God's people. Ultimately, the southern kingdom was devastatingly destroyed by the Babylonian army. The Lord temple was burned down and many innocent lives were lost and exiled to Babylon. This is very heavy for us to take. However, we know the saying. We often say that history serves as a mirror of the past and a lesson for the present. While it may be challenging for us to read the book of Jeremiah, it offers us an opportunity to reflect on our actions and our attitudes. Moreover, it provides a chance to gain insight into the heart of our God. So I encourage you to take a deep breath and open your hearts 
and open your minds as we continue on this sermon series from the book of Jeremiah. Let us pray. Eternal God, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and touch our hearts and our minds so that we can have open hearts and open ears so that we may hear what you want us to do and to be. And also I ask you to proud your Holy Spirit on me and guide my lips and tongues so that I may deliver the right message to your people. In your name, I pray, amen. On August 28, 2018, a 16-year-old Swedish girl arrived in New York after sailing across the Atlantic Ocean for 15 days to speak at the UN Climate Action Summit. Her name was Greta Thunberg. On that day, she got the spotlight because she didn't travel to the United States by plane as a protest of high levels of emissions from air travel. She rather traveled with a zero emissions sailboat made with solar panels and underwater turbines that generated electricity. How impressive. At the 2019 UN Climate Action Summit in New York, Greta delivered a compelling speech to the world leaders. She expressed her frustration at witness, witnessing what was happening around the world and to our environment highlighting the seriousness of climate crisis. She also criticized adults for their indifferent actions regarding environmental issues. So let's watch her speech. It's very short. I didn't want to watch the whole thing. But this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. You 
hear us and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil and that I refuse to believe. In the video, we can see her pain. We can feel her sadness. And we can sense her anger towards global leaders who are indifferent to environmental protection and only interested in economic growth. After four years later, the Swedish girl continues to advocate for climate justice in the streets and through media speeches. Yet, it seems that the world has not changed that much. One reason I bring up Greta Thunberg today is that I see Jeremiah in a role as climate activist. I feel Jeremiah's pain in her speech. In today's scripture reading, Jeremiah delivers God's message of judgment on the people of Judah, and he describes a vision of destruction of his nation as outlined in the chapter four. As he hears about God's decision to judge the people of Judah, he can't help but feel tremendous pain throughout his entire body. Let me read the scripture again for you. Oh, my anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. Oh, the agony of my heart, my heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent. For I have heard the sound of the trumpet, I have heard the battle cry. If you look at the scripture in the original Hebrew text, the word for anguish is mi'i, which translates the internal organs or in worse parts such as intestines or valves. In some translations like the King James Version, the text is rendered as, my bowels, my bowels, I am pained in my very heart. My heart may a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because thou hast heard all my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Jeremiah uses this expression to convey the, the intense pain he feels deep within his body. The pain is so severe 
that he cannot find peace, calm down, or perhaps even breathe. In the following verses, Jeremiah explains why he feels such intense pain in his gut. Firstly, Jeremiah experiences this gut wrenching pain because he still sees wickedness in the people of Judah and their stubbornness. Let me give you a brief historical background. Jeremiah began his ministry during the reign of King Josiah, who is known as righteous king of the southern kingdom. About 90 years prior to Jeremiah's ministry, the northern kingdom of Israel had already fallen for the same reason, their wickedness. Despite King Josiah's religious reforms, the people of Judah, unfortunately, became even more evil in God's sights. What's worse, Josiah's successors followed false gods and mistreated the prophets sent by God. Now their nation was on the blink of falling to Babylon. However, these people were obstinate and foolish as God described in verse 22. God says, my people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. Secondly, Jeremiah feels this intense God pain because he sees his nation and all creation about to be devastated and destroyed by the Babylonian army. Jeremiah describes this, this impending destruction of his nation by drawing parallels to the creation narrative. He conveys the idea of a dramatic undoing going from harmony to chaos. From verse 23 through 26, he repeatedly used the phrase, I looked. I looked, I looked, as if he wanted to contrast God's action in creation story. God saw he was good. So let's hear the scripture. I looked on the earth and it was complete chaos and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and they were quacking. And all the hills moved to and fro. I looked 
and there was no one at all, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and the fruitful land was a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. By drawing parallels to the creation narrative, Jeremiah implies that not only God's people suffer, but all of God's creation suffers due to the wrongdoing of people of Judah. Last Sunday, we reviewed how God created a human being from the Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, it clearly states that with the same material, out of the ground, out of the ground, God created a human being and also other creatures like trees, plants, animals, and birds. It means that humans are not separate from other aspects of God's creation. We are all interconnected and we are deeply related to one another. By sharing God's breath with us, God has bestowed upon us pivotal role and a special calling to care for well-being of creation. Thus, when we fail in this responsibility, all of creation suffers. Jeremiah's intense pain that is described in chapter four reminds us that we should care about the suffering of both our nature and all people around the world. We need to try to understand and share the feelings of those who suffer because they are God's beloved creation. Some people suffer because of the natural disaster. Some people suffer because of hunger. Some people suffer because of disease. And our lands, our ocean, our animals suffer because of the mistreatment from us. I think just feeling the suffering and the pain of others and our nature is the first step to bring restoration and healing to God's creation. I know sometimes it is hard for us to feel the pain 
and suffering of others because we all have busy lives. Or sometimes we do not know how to feel for them. But please remember that caring for others and the caring for creation begins with empathy. Being different to others and to God's nation is also a sin. So church, let's ask God to fill us with his grace so that we can understand someone suffer and we can feel the pain of others and pain that our nature expressed to us so that we can work together to make God's creation better. Let us pray. Dear God, our creator and our sustainer, we thank you for the lessons that we find in Jeremiah. As we reflect on the lessons from Jeremiah and the challenges faced by the people of Judah, we humbly seek your grace to care for both your creation and our fellow human beings. Lord, instill in us a profound sensitivity to the suffering of others and the well-being of your creation. Fill our hearts with empathy and compassion, motivating us to take meaningful actions for restoration. In the midst of our busy lives, Lord, grant us strength to pause and to reflect on the needs of others and the world around us so that we may grow as better stewards of your creation and as more compassionate individuals. In your name we pray, amen. <laughs>